It's great to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners. We appreciate so much you tuning in to this program, and we know that many of you do so regularly, many of you on a daily basis or near daily basis, and we're so encouraged to learn of that. And uh, we hear from many of you by various means of communication. We've met many of you who actually live in the Omaha area as you've come and visited with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. And it just encourages us uh, to no end to know that people are listening to the Bible being taught on Search the Scriptures. We appreciate that. But now, it's not just because we like getting stroked, our egos, but it is because we're trying to serve God by teaching his word on this program. And we are so thankful that people are listening and that it is bearing positive fruit. And we hope and we pray that that is the case in your life. If it is not yet, we pray for you that it will become the case. Great to be here today, brother, with Dennis, uh, with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you as well. And it's good to know that we have such a wide listening audience who take the time to tune in on a daily basis or whenever you can. And also that many of you uh, look for further studies by ordering CDs and some of you even come and visit with us and we have a chance to meet you and worship together with you. And we hope that every one of you will not only listen daily, but come and be with us and study with us listen to the sermons and interact in our fellowship, we would be so encouraged and we hope that God will bless you in that. It's good to be on the program with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. It is certainly great to be with you both today. Have another opportunity to open up God's word and share what we find there with all of our listeners here on Search the Scriptures. And you know, we are so blessed to be able to do this I often think about the fact and over the years as I have been able to preach and teach God's word in various parts of the country, you know, we so often take those blessings for granted that God has given us. And I always stop and think now, what if God decided to take some of those blessings away? How would we react to that? You know, think about what if God decided to remove the blessing of oxygen? Well, we wouldn't be thinking very long because within a matter of minutes we'd turn blue and die because we couldn't breathe. But how often do we stop and thank God for the blessing of oxygen? Or what if God took away the blessing of water? You know, we don't think about that very often either, I don't believe. We can go for many days without eating, but we can't go very long without water. Right. You know, that sustains us, and God knows that. That's a blessing from God. But how often do we stop and thank him for that blessing? And then I think about his word. We have such ready access to it here in our country. It's available virtually anywhere. You know, we can purchase a Bible in some cases for as little as one, two, three dollars, we can have a copy of the Bible. And if we don't even have that much money, there are many organizations who would be glad to give us a copy of the Bible for free. A blessing from God. But how often do we stop and thank him for that? 
We really need to think about that. And we really do think about that here on Search the Scriptures, how blessed we are to have God's Word, to have the access to it that we do, to have the instruction provided in it, and the guidance that leads us to heaven. Amen. You know, I'm afraid that most people never gain that perspective on, mm -hmm. on the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about in this particular study of good news about how Solomon began the book of Ecclesiastes talking about how life is vain. Yes. Meaningless, worthless, fruitless, futile, mm -hmm. unproductive. Because it just keeps going on. You go to work today, you go to bed, you get up, you start it all over again. It's on and on and on. And even talks about it's like trying to catch the wind. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. Yes. But that's at the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. And you come to understand that he's talking about in those pages about life from a physical perspective alone. Mm-hmm. And as long as we look at it that way, then we are out of focus. Right. And our life is worthless, meaningless, futile, vain, mm -hmm. unproductive. But at the end of the book, in chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, he gets it. Mm -hmm. And that's the good news. This is man's all. Right. Fear God and keep his commandments. Yes. God is there. Live your life not primarily from a physical perspective, but with God in mind, pointing toward heaven. Mm -hmm. Now life takes on whole new meaning. It sure does. But most people, I'm afraid, never get that point. Right. The good news is Solomon put it down for us so we can get it. Mm -hmm. Now we've come into the New Testament and we've looked at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, where both the Apostle Paul and our Lord tried to get across the message that we have to keep things in proper perspective. Yes. If our life is, is primarily focused on gaining things, accumulating wealth, materialism, physical pleasures, the prestige of society, those kinds of things, then we're moving in the wrong direction. Right. And our life ultimately is going to become one of unfaithfulness. In fact, Paul even said back in 1 Timothy 6 and verse 10, we leave, people leave the faith mm -hmm. when they get too caught up in those things. Right. The devil is very skillful. He can use money and materialism to lure us away from God. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he, he, we can actually feel good about it while we're moving away from God because we feel like, hey, my bank account is growing. Yeah. I've got a bigger house. I've got a great job. And all the time, we're losing focus on God. We're straying from the faith. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter 6, and let's begin with verse 11 and move on down through the rest of that chapter a ways. Dennis, how about reading verse 11 and 12 to begin with? But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, 
godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Now he's just talked about in verses 9 and 10 the danger of becoming too focused on money and materialism. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said this can lead you into temptation, a snare, foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. Mm-hmm. All kinds of evil, mm-hmm. stray from the faith, pierce yourself through with many sorrows. Mm-hmm when you become improperly focused on the material side of life, the physical things. Mm-hmm. So here's the contrast in verses 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. And, and he gives a very important identity there. You, O man of God. Now he's just talking about a godly person. That's you right. who would be a man or woman of God a godly person, flee these things. Don't let yourself get all caught up improperly, unduly in those physical sides of life. But pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness, spiritual things. Mm -hmm. Things that will help us walk with God faithfully. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then... He says, and this is an active kind of statement here, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. Mm -hmm. Something that is worth having is worth working for, isn't it? It certainly is. And he's talking about, and, and I think certainly we can relate to this. If we're living our life, it is a fight, isn't it? Yes. We go through a lot of stuff in this, in this physical life. Mm-hmm. Well, he says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Grasp it. Move for it. Focus on it. If it's worth having, don't expect it to just fall in our lap. Mm-hmm. But live the life. And Dwayne, in an earlier program in this study, you talked about it being a lifestyle, actually. Right. Now, it is. It's a daily life, isn't it? Yes, it's a daily life, a daily walk uh, to live for God and to focus on those things that last forever. How about looking at verses 17 through 19? Command those who are rich in this present age to not be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Now we see the contrast between the two perspectives there, don't we? That's right. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. So... Command those who are rich. Do I remember correctly that one of the translations says, who would be rich? Maybe I'm misremembering that. But command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty. Yes. It's easy to fall into that trap, isn't it? Yes. Hmm. Hey, 
be lifted up, oh, yeah. exalt themselves. Yeah, big head. Why? Yeah. Because I, I've got it. I've got it, and they don't. Don't be haughty. Yeah. Don't trust in uncertain riches. Because, as we've talked about, money, and we read one particular passage in, in Proverbs 23, I believe, that it's talked about how riches can take wings, they are fly away like an fleeting, eagle. Mm-hmm. Uncertain. Yes. Temporary. Here today, gone tomorrow. And how many of us have, 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 have uh, experienced that? Why? You know, I've heard of a study or two, or maybe more, about people who have won the lottery and won these fabulous sums of money that within a period, a short period of years, maybe five years or so, the vast majority of them are, are broke. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. have it. That, that, that money's gone. And they're broke because they quit their jobs because of their wealth. And lost their focus. Yes. Mm-hmm. They lost their focus. Got the big head, perhaps. Let things get out of perspective. So Paul says, no, no, don't be haughty. Don't trust in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God. Now, verse 17 says that it's God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So where do those blessings come from to begin with? God. God. Isn't it a shame? Isn't it tragic that people will take the blessings from God and that will become their primary focus and actually let that, let the devil, through those material blessings, lead them away from God, who gave them those blessings to begin with. Yes. Yes. Talk about the devil doing a, doing a job on us. <laughs> but we're I, complicit. We go along with it. I'm reminded of, uh, and this is rare, thankfully, people who trust in riches and in the stock market where they might have a lot of wealth and then lose it all of a sudden, who take their own lives, you know, what a sad, sad situation uh, to be in to, because you've lost the thing that you've trusted in so much that life was no longer worth living. Yeah, you're Your in utter life despair. life was in that. And you're in utter despair. Yeah. What's the point anymore? So you take your life. That mm-hmm. doesn't solve anything. No. <laughs> now, let's look at Ecclesiastes. Before we go on to verses 18 and 19 a little more closely, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 18 and 19. And uh, Dennis, how about reading that for us? Okay. Chapter 5, verses 18 and 19. Here is what I have seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun all the days of his life which God gives him, for it is his heritage. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. It's from God, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. All those material positions, uh, possessions, all that money, all those things, those are blessings from God if we count them good and we ought to enjoy those things. We ought to benefit from those blessings. But again, the problem comes when people lose focus 
on the giver of the blessings, and they start to follow the blessings. Right. Mm -hmm. As if they are the end all and be all. Now, what does James say in James chapter 1 and verse 17? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So every good gift, every perfect gift is from God. Mm -hmm. Got to keep that in perspective. God, the giver of the blessings, that's what we should be focusing upon, who we should be focusing upon, not upon the blessings primarily themselves. Right. The blessings are blessings. They're extra. Mm -hmm. God is the giver of blessings. Yes. And also the giver of life. He is. Now, let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Let's look a little closer at verses 18 and 19. Let them do good, that they be rich in good works, Amen. ready to give, willing to share. In other words, he's saying, use your blessings to bless others. Mm -hmm. Be rich in good works. Don't just become self-focused and self-possessed. I've got all this money. I've got all these things. And I'm going to be happy with all of those myself. I'm going to serve myself. I'm going to be all focused on me. Kind of like the rich man mm -hmm. and Lazarus. You know, the rich man, he had the bumper crop. He built new barns. He stored up his goods. You kind of see him, the image of him kind of kicking back there and saying, Say to myself, soul, take thy ease, eat, drink, and be merry, right. for you have much goods laid up for many days. And then what did God say? <laughs> you fool. Why? <laughs> Who's going to get these things now? Yeah. He said, this night, Your life you're going to die. Fine. Yes. Yeah. Not going to be able to enjoy that bumper crop. Nope. Something to think about. And the rich man found himself in torments. Mm -hmm. He was not properly focused in his life. Well, we come back to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 19, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Man. How we live our life is going to be determining the direction we're going to go in life and the ultimate destination. Yes, and that reminds me of what we've already read in Matthew 6, verses 20 and 21, where Jesus encouraged his readers to lay up their treasures in heaven. I think it's the same idea here in 1 Timothy 6, 19, storing up for themselves a good foundation yes. for the time to come. And then, of course... The end result of that would be laying hold on eternal life. Absolutely. So the good news is, and we're talking about good news. Remember, Solomon got it at the end of Ecclesiastes. And he said, this is it. Life's not all vanity if you live it from the spiritual perspective. Fear God and keep his commandments. And God knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, and again, we're, we're talking about a lifestyle here. This cannot be accomplished. I, I say again, in a Sunday service. Yeah, yes. can't just show up at church services here and there and expect this to be what it ought to be in your life. Mm -hmm. No, no, got to live the life. 
the good news, there's far greater riches waiting for you in eternity than anything you can possibly possess here. And let's say, you know, using the poor grammar for point of emphasis, you ain't got nothing hmm. here. Yes. If you're living for God properly, you've got treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's good news. Yes, it is. Now, you know, many other people spend their lives struggling through financial and physical hardship. Some live in parts of the world where war is a way of life. It continually disrupts normal living. Mm -hmm. They don't just have a war here and there. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Violence is the norm. Mm -hmm. Economic instability, loss of property, famine, starvation. That's just the common daily reality for people in some parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Others, though, they live in freelands. They work hard. They, look, they, they work responsibly, try to live responsibly from a physical perspective, but they struggle for bare existence. And we've all heard those kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. Seems like the harder I work, the behinder I get. <laughs> yes. You know, and you feel for people like that. Right. Sometimes through no fault of their own necessarily. It's just the way circumstances have developed in their lives. There are still other people who suffer chronic illness, physical handicaps of one kind or another, Mm -hmm. and they struggle. Yes. Now, there's good news, though, for all of these people, isn't there? Yes. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 6 again and close today by reading verses 6, 7, and 8. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. And that really does parallel what Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 33, doesn't it? Yes. He's just been talking about the necessities of life. And he says, now, seek God and his kingdom. That's right. And all these things shall be added unto you. That's right. Now, we're going to come back here and pick up in our next program. There's good news. Doesn't matter how little you have in this world. If you're living right before God, you've got a lot waiting for you in heaven. Contact us today and ask for that free Bible study and learn how you can look forward to treasures in heaven. Why not call us right now?